Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, day two. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. To another episode of From the Tips, it is me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-host, Rick Landis. I don't even know if anyone could understand <laughs> well, what you just said. There. If, the, if the people were listening, they should know what that what that's. I mean, yeah, it's your usual is your usual yeah. intro. I don't um, change it. I think ever. I just think you you kind of kind of threw that one. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um, I'm doing all right. Uh, he did ask me how I'm doing for those that are that are maybe new here. If you're new here, welcome. Um, he asked me how I'm doing. That if this is, is your first episode. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean well, welcome. If this is your first episode, we're glad to have you here. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great uh, ish. I had off today, which kind of stunk because it was just cold out. So I didn't really understand why we had off today. Those snow squalls were wild. Did you see yeah, they were wild? Um, I could have worked through that. I don't really care. But now I got to work Sunday to make up for it. So that kind of stinks. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I need the money. So that's true. But it's Sunday, too. Yeah. But that's all right. Uh, Gina will be away this weekend. She'll be in Disney again for another run, which I'm pretty jealous about because it's a it's a 5K through Animal Kingdom. And it's like a scavenger hunt. And it happens. cool. It happens at night, too. Rick, do you recall what happened the last time we did a 5K, though? The last time we did a 5K? Yeah. Yeah, we almost died. Yeah, it was, but these it was these bad. are more fun. They're not as rushed. That's true. We're not actually. I don't. I don't think um, the emphasis is on time. More experience. No, especially if there's a scavenger hunt involved. So, uh, I wish I was going there. I can't afford to go there because uh, I don't work more than four days a week. Apparently, that's just what's been happening this year. Well, as far uh, as like the, it is still like you know winter ish because we already had fake spring, so we're in second winter. Yeah. So that's going to jump right into summer. And hopefully during the summer, only rain will stop you instead of cold weather. I just want five days. I don't know. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like everybody listening is probably like, why do you want to work? And I tell you this now work five days a week and then take like three or four months where you don't work five days a week and you get no overtime. Mm-hmm. It, it hurts. It hurts bad. Hurts the uh, wild. That's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be getting back to it soon. Uh, I also don't I hate faith. what I do for a living. So that that's always helps yeah. me very helpful really kind of want to be back there but anyway i'll be going back to work tomorrow on march 29th which is national nevada day so shout out right to, right on shout out to everybody in nevada how about uh, it everybody on the raiders who isn't in prison shout out to them <laughs> <laughs> <I'm proud laughs> who's, who's left who we got? Who we got? Who's, who's left huh uh, rip rip Devonte adams uh we'll see him we'll see, see him very career. soon um <laughs> Uh, the next day, March 30th, we have National Doctors Day. So shout out to all the doctors um, and all the doctors that helped out during the pandemic. Everybody who still is a doctor, shout out to you for having a lot of money. I wish I had that much money and I wish I was smart enough to be a doctor because that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, that, that was uh, definitely a hindrance for me because, you know, I had I had so many aspirations to be a doctor and just uh, really crushed by how stupid I am. I never wanted to be a doctor. Like, yeah. I was, I mean, you know how like everybody has those paths that they, that they have as a kid. Like I was always the astronaut kid. 
I always wanted to be an astronaut. You know, what's funny is, you know, I was always the I want to be a baseball player type kid. And then, you know, as life progressed and I realized exactly how unathletic I was, it was just a, it was just a dream that was never going to happen. If you can't, yeah. if you can't hit, you're not going to make it in the major leagues. Just a fact. Um, yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, there's like four or five different paths that, that boys pick when they're a kid of what they want to do. It's either you want to be a professional athlete, you want to be an right. astronaut. You want to be a marine biologist. You want to be some sort of service member, like a firefighter or a cop, like something like that. Yep. yep. Um, Those are pretty much the main four, I feel Mm -hmm. like. And Mm -hmm. then a doctor is obviously the other one. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So I don't think I knew what a marine biologist was as a child, nor could I probably have pronounced it with my my lisp. That was that was my second thing I wanted to do. I went from wanting to be an astronaut to wanting to be a marine biologist. And then I realized that the ocean is scary. So I don't want to be a marine <laughs> biologist anymore. <laughs> Not why I stopped wanting to be an astronaut. I just realized how much work that took and how smart you had to be an, to be an astronaut. Well, we already talked about this on this podcast before. I don't know what episode it was, uh, but if you're committed, go ahead and listen through all of them and tell us what episode it was. But we already talked about which is scarier, space or the ocean. The ocean. We agreed on the ocean. It's yeah, petrifying. Um. Moving on to the last day of the month, March 31st, we got National Tater Day. Oh, is it just any tater, tater or is this like tater it says National Tater Day? That's Love all that. it says. Love. Uh, and then we also have clams on the half shell day. Love me Ugh. some good clams. Ugh. You don't like clams? Uh, it's like eating mucus. You know, it, it does not. So it does not do it for me. Tastes so good. Isn't it any just kind like, of seafood? Bring it it's on. just salty mucus in a shell. Just tastes so good. I don't know what it is. So I hate the ocean, but anything that that dies from the ocean (laughs) and goes to my plate, give it to me. (laughs) Anything that you killed, uh, make sure that it's dead. Killed in the ocean, put it on my plate. I'll eat it, guaranteed. Um, (laughs) April first, obviously national. um, It's April Fool's Day, right? The first day of April. Uh, So if you're pulling any pranks, make them fun. Maybe send us one if you if you pull a good one. I always like some good April Fool's pranks. Have you ever pulled I, any April Fool's pranks? No. I, you say planks? I did, yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling me out on that. Yeah, why I couldn't have just let that go. Yeah, thanks for thanks for calling me out on that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to admit that I had a speech impediment growing up, we're just going to really hash this out with you. Um, you know, I don't think I pulled off like any – anything incredible maybe like some some small ones or something like that but uh april fool's day scares me um because as as like a you know naturally overthinking person who's pretty much paranoid for most of the time this is a day where it's like you're 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 supposed to be paranoid especially if you're friends with the people i'm friends with (laughs) so so you know april fool's day might be a situation where i uh what what day is that friday you said uh, the first, I believe that is Friday. Yes. Oh dear Lord, because I hang out with friends on Fridays. Oh we no, hang, we are hanging out on Friday. <laughs> I know. Now that you mention it. <laughs> oh, thanks for the reminder. Yeah, <laughs> that's... Well, folks, we might we might have some live content for you, probably courtesy of Rick, because I'm not creative enough for that. You know, <laughs> you're creative in in your in your pranking. I'm not. I'm like, hoo hoo! I pulled out your chair. Ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> But you have a bruised buttocks now. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, uh, uh, speaking of seafood day, or what was it? What was it? 
What, the clam day? Clam day. Boy, do I have some news for you. So, famous seafood topping, Old Bay. Very famous in Maryland. One, my favorite seasoning. Has come out with a vodka. It sounds disgusting. It sounds grotesque, but boy, do I want to try it. Because what I mean, I guess... I guess it kind of makes sense because vodka is made from potatoes. Right. Which is usually what Old Bay is put on. Well, it's like seafood and potatoes are like Old Bay's thing, you know? Not only that, but you pop an Old Bay vodka in a uh, in a Bloody Mary? That, ch- that changes the game. I feel like, it, first of all, Bloody Mary is, is disgusting. You're yeah, they're, they're grotesque. It's just, yeah. It's, um, it's I feel like it's more of a cooking vodka. Like if you're making a a vodka penne maybe you can get a get a little bit of old bay taste in there i don't know i don't cook um <laughs> but that's just my thoughts on it uh personally to me it sounds like the second iteration of fireball which is disgusting so i mean basically um it says that you can put it in a vodka ginger spritz um it does say you can cook with it um what is it what, there was a description of the vodka that i would i just Oh no, say it ain't so. Stop. Stop. What? Oh. Old Bay vodka seltzer. That's a thing. Ew. You're doing that too. Now we're adding bubbles into this <laughs> disgusting like, drink. Come on. <laughs> you can't you can't get away with this. This is so wrong. All right, here's the here's the official description. Is crisp, refreshing, six times distilled, infused with the iconic flavor of Old Bay. Nope. Now. I mm, I want to try it though. Like I do, <laughs> you know. I you know I do blame for this disgusting invention. I do blame whoever came up with the Bloody Mary. They started all of this. That's true. All the all the disgusting different flavor alcohols that come out. Mm-hmm. That they they're the mm-hmm. ones that started this. Why did you have to put vodka in tomato sauce? Yeah, who it's looked at the it. tomato sauce the morning after you had pasta or something? And you're like, well, I know what. If I put a vodka in this, yeah, who who was like, this is genius. <laughs> They're the ones who started all of this. Their fault. So in, 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 all, in all honesty. And, you know, why are we shoving celery in it, too? Why do we got to bring the vegetables into this? I thought this was supposed to be a breakfast drink. Who eats celery at breakfast? Well, I, um, I don't know. Because I guess it's trying to hydrate you at the same time. Maybe. So, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, Fer- Fernand Petchat. I don't, I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce his name. Uh, he's a bartender. He's he the one who invented this drink. So we are also going to consider, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but whatever day we're here now brought us to this tater day. Tater day is also now national F U Ferdinand Petiat for coming up with the bloody Mary and hence forth leading to drinks like an old Bay vodka and a fireball. I'm going to say that the name is probably pronounced Petois. It might be. He might be French. I would. I mean, that would be my assumption with a last name like that. Um, And it started at the King Cole Room in New York's St. Regis Hotel. Hmm. Circa 1964. Celery stock and a lemon wedge. Who puts celery and lemon together? Do people drink Bloody Marys? Is that a thing? Yeah, Ellie loves them. Well... Yeah, I know. Do any normal people drink Bloody Mary? I know. I know. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes we just absolutely dog her on this podcast. She doesn't even listen, though. She has no idea. She has no clue. 
here's here's my concern two to three dashes of worcestershire sauce <laughs> so the fernand, fernand was just like i'm gonna whatever i got you know we're just gonna throw it in there was this like was he trying to cure a hangover what like Fern- what is this fernand patois hangover fixer elixir <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh it was originally referred to as the bucket of blood that checks out because that's how you make your insides bleed with this, whatever this is. I'm just the acid reflux. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man, first half. <laughs> oh. And then the people that put hot sauce in it. Oh, just, just drink a mimosa, ah. my guy. Come on, <laughs> like, be, be you better. got two. You got two options of breakfast alcoholic drinks. Just drink a mimosa. It makes sense. There's orange juice in it. Like everybody <laughs> drinks orange juice at breakfast. And you know, if if nobody asks why the orange juice has bubbles, you're in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> nobody thinks you're an alcoholic. Now, if you order a Bloody Mary, everyone knows what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows you didn't just order a nice highball glass of tomato sauce. Of V8. <laughs> I, you know, the I think V8 does have like what they consider a Bloody Mary, which I think is you just put vodka in the tomato V8. And I have a feeling that probably tastes better than a Bloody it Mary. It probably does because V8 is like. It's not bad. An actual drink. I've never drank V8. I only drank the fruit V8. Oh, you never drank the uh, the veggie V8? No, I think it's weird. It was awkwardly thick. I think that's how I would describe it. Interesting. Very thick liquid. A thick thick wit, if you will. A thick wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Rick, what is this podcast? Do I think like, it's a golf. I think I it's, a, think golf it's a golf. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we we should think about a rebrand where we, we, we just might. ramble on for an we, hour. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might want to start rebranding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, well, we are a golf podcast. So let's let's go ahead and get into that golf. So as we know, if you listen to last week's podcast, which you should have done, this week of golf was the Dell Match Play, which is a world, um, a WGC event. World Golf Championship. World Golf Championship event. And the winner. Rick, would you like to take this one away since you had him picked? I mean, it's none other than Scotty Scheffler, the, the best in golf right now. The absolute man who has won three of his last four starts. I will repeat three of his last four starts. He has won. Excuse me. I mean, the flood, the floodgates have opened I mean, for yeah. Scotty. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to go on record right now on a bold prediction for Scotty Scheffler. He will not reach. <clears throat> the the majors numbers that tiger woods put up but he will make a run at the wins numbers that he put up now that is is a pick i don't think he's gonna win as many majors because there's too many good golfers right now to win as many majors as tiger did but i could definitely see him making a run at the wins numbers that tiger put up in his career three three out of your last four yeah come on like, I mean, that's not only massive, but it's just it's in, intensely impressive with obviously the amount of really good golfers there are. And the fact that it's like no one ever considered him in the the class of like your 
Kamorakawas or your Victor Hovlins or or those guys. But yeah. we should have. We definitely should have. Uh, I would. I just want to take a quick look at what he has in the bag because he is one of those guys that only what he only recently signed with uh, Taylor made like with Taylor two months made. ago, I believe, or something like that. Yes, and so he doesn't have all Taylor made clubs yet because uh, he's midseason, and I just don't think he's worked out some of the kinks and some of the uh, other Taylor made clubs. Rick, I got, I got, a, I got a question for you. As far as his utility iron, uh, which is his three iron and his four iron, what brand do you think he uses, Rick? Since you're asking me, I'm gonna say Strixon. He uses the Strixon ZU85 three iron and the Strixon ZX7 four iron. I mean, I'm not saying Strixon's the best brand in golf right now, but I mean, I mean, most of the recent winners have at least had a Strixon golf club in their bag. I mean, it, it stands to reason clearly is, uh, you know, everybody's always like said, you know, nothing feels like a Mizuno when it comes to golf. I feel like we should start talking about does anything, does anything win more tournaments than Strixons? Let's just bring that. I up. mean, as of late, it doesn't feel like it. It's not. I mean, now granted his, the rest of his bag is tailor-made. That's, that is a thing, yeah. but two count them two clubs in that bag. Strixon. Absolutely. Banana lands. Now it's even, more crazy is that when he was asked what his uh, key to his success is, <laughs> I, I feel like this is like the most like humble country boy thing I've ever heard in my life. He said gratitude. gratitude. <laughs> um, so wh- what does this mean exactly? You might ask, because I think everybody's asking. <laughs> so in 2016, when he was at this, uh, this event as a fan, Uh, He said, quote, the tickets were pretty hard to come by, so we're pretty fortunate just to come out here and watch. Um, I grew up wearing long pants to go to practice because I wanted to be a professional golfer. The rankings never really crossed my mind. It was always just about being out here and competing. This is after everybody was like, you know, you're going to be world number one now, which, yeah, he's world number one now. In the world golf rankings, which, you know, Rick and I have had our qualms with because we don't quite understand how the mathematics works there and what the actual system you have there is however if he wasn't world number one right now then there would be even more problems yeah i think they got this one right um Mm -hmm. what blows my mind is that he went from entering the top 10 on super bowl sunday which for those of you that don't know i believe was just the beginning of february right it's the second week in february second week of february so that would be february 13th so that was not not over two months ago. It was a month and a half ago. He had just gotten into the top 10. Then he gets number five after winning at the Arnold Palmer. And then he jumps Patrick Cantlay, Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, and John Rahm to take world number one. Not only world number one, but he still is holding on with a sizable lead in the FedEx Cup points. Uh, his lead is now about 1,000 points. Yeah, I mean, he's the first guy to three wins, so it just makes sense. Yeah. Three wins, <laughs> six top tens, 12 events. Mind-boggling. Come on. Like, you, what happened, Scott? You cannot look me in my, my optic stems and tell me gratitude got you this far. I don't believe you. <laughs> what do you do? What, how did you get here? Especially, um, yeah. I've seen a lot of things online about his swing recently. I love the fact that he has the swing that he has and he's playing at this level because 
it sends a message to people that you don't need a perfect swing to be a, be a good golfer. Right. So often people spend so much time trying to get that perfect form, that perfect tiger Woods swing, which yeah, obviously it looks cool to have that perfect swing. Right. But like Scotty's won three of four and his feet never stay in the same spot when he takes a shot. He does this weird Scotty shuffle thing every single time he takes a shot and he somehow still finds a way to hit the ball straight. Now that sounds like a t-shirt idea waiting to happen. The Scotty shuffle. The Scotty shuffle. <laughs> Sorry, first from the tips t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now he's world number one. And, you know, like, like I, like I said before, you know, for what seems like years now, it's been mostly the Hovland and Morikawa young gun show and everything like that. Scotty Scheffler is 25 years old. Uh, Kyle Morikawa also 25, Victor Hovland 24. Um, and I think everybody seemed to have forgotten about him because he didn't come straight from college. Um, he, you know, went to the, uh, the lower tour, which um, I believe at the time was still the, the, Q tour or something like that. Q, Whatever it was. Q, what is it? The Q school tour or something like that? Yeah. That still exists. Okay. So was it the web.com tour back in the uh it might have been, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was the web.com tour, which is now the Corn Perry tour, as we all know. Um, and not only has he shocked the world, um, but he joined some elite company as far as world number ones in uh this millennium. So here we go. Tiger Woods, VJ Singh, Lee Westwood, Martin Kamer, Luke Donald, Roy McIlroy, Adam Scott, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, and now Scotty Scheffler. That is a that is a short list that, by the way, includes Tiger Woods. <laughs> I mean, hey, if he if he actually, if we're l- watching what is about to be. And and maybe not equal, but close enough to Tiger Woods' career out of Scotty Scheffler. There's no better human being that I might want other than like a Harry Higgs or a Shane Lowry to have said career. He's so nice and so soft-spoken when he does these interviews. Yeah. Um, You know, it's he's just this little, this this guy from, I think he's from the South because he uses y'all all the time. Where is he from? He went to school in Texas. Got his shuffle. Here we go. No. Hmm. Rick. Yeah. I think I might think I might be on the Scotty train now. Why is that? He's he's a hometown kid. He's from Ridgewood, New Jersey. Yeah. Well, he went to school. He went to school in Texas. So that's University of Texas Austin. Yeah, that's that's, that's where, where I would the say y'all so. came from. Or he's just one of those weird New Jerseyans. But Ridgewood, um, New Jersey. How far is that from us? I don't know, but I now I want to know. Ridgewood, New Jersey. 81 miles away. It's a That's it. Drive. That's it. It's right near Hohokus in uh, <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> For anyone familiar with the area. I'm not I'm not positive if you pronounce that correctly, but I will now not be pronouncing it in any other way. Do you know that? Do you know the place I'm speaking of? I know of Hohokus. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's right here. 
Did you did you not think that that was how that was pronounced? Did you actually think that you pronounced that correctly? There's dashes, so I imagine there's a small a small pause in between each ho and cuss. No, it's just ho hocus, buddy. It's not Hoboken. It's not. No. The song is not Hoboken. Hoboken. (laughs) I was gonna say. (laughs) Did did you know that he isn't from New York? yeah, so it's a. It looks like it's a couple miles north of Newark, um, at in North Jersey. So if you live in like the Stroudsburg area where we went to college, you're looking at a relatively short drive to where Scotty Scheffler is from. That is mind-boggling. Yeah, Rick. What I'm telling you right now is that while we were at college, there might have been a time where Scotty Scheffler was visiting home, and we were within. Yeah. A 30 mile radius of Scotty Scheffler. That's true. That has happened. I can guarantee it. How do you feel? Does it make you feel any different? I feel a tingle. <laughs> <laughs> if we if we hadn't been to the BMW last year, I would say yes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we were we were we've been near we've been up feet. and close with a with yeah. a few a few yeah. golfers, including a your your idol and mullet inspiration, who apparently has not who's, inspired hey. you that much. <laughs> who's, who's still who still is number three. In the FedEx, in the FedEx Cup, this whole Sky Scheffler, Sam Burns, Cam Smith thing makes me so happy. I love it. Because there's it. three guys I like, you know. Yeah. I just love that. I also love that Bryson DeChambeau went 0 two and one. It just it's so it feels good. good. It just it, feels so good. The world feels right, you know. It it feels like we're going a, a direction that we want to go, and also at the same time, it feels like some things Rick might never change, and those things would be a Kevin Kisner, who was the other golfer in the final. It was Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Kisner. Literally, whoever won this podcast was going to be happy, maybe a little less happy um, because, you know, Scotty is now this podcast guy. Um, But we love Kiz. That's a fact. And now when Kiz was asked coming into the WGC match play, he made it very clear that he, quote, just trying to be really annoying. When you're really annoying, you can get under their skin. And boy, howdy, did he give it a go. So, after his match with Justin Thomas, he said, quote, he's got plenty of money in the bank, and I'm not too concerned with his well-being. Okay, Okay. Okay, Kevin. Uh, (laughs) What does it even mean? What what was the – it doesn't give me context on these quotes. So, I don't know what he was talking about. What do you have against Justin Thomas, Kevin? Um, after winning his match against Adam Scott, despite going three down with four to play, he said, quote, it gets tiring whenever you're in the fairway and on the green every time and you, ho- uh, you hoop a few putts. They get sick of that quickly. <laughs> All right, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Kisner is just a menace during match play. The absolute menace of society. So good. And it's so great. And before his final match with Scotty, he said, quote, I want to keep staying annoying out there and see what happens. And in that match against Scotty, he did exactly that, where I believe they were on the final hole. and Well, the final hole that it would end up being. And Kevin was on the green, and Scotty was about to take his second shot. And Kevin Kisner is walking directly in Scotty's line about as slow as humanly possible. <laughs> Just not giving a damn at all. And you want to know what? That 5'10", 160-pound underdog never changed. Never change, Kevin. You're just a good old boy from Aiken, South Carolina, and you never change. Please. Um, I did see this post. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. 
I don't know if I can go find it again, but I'm just going to see if I can rab- uh, ramble off the top of my head here. Uh, it said um, somebody's friend uh, is a member at the same golf club that Kevin's a member at Palmetto in South uh-huh. Carolina and said that he once did a match play and it was full 18 holes and made it to hole 18 and he was drinking and he drank 17 beers by the time they were on hole 17. Kids and- did? Yes. And it was like the hardest par three on the course. It was like 200 some yards. And uh, the green was um, one of those turtle shell greens. Uh-huh. So there's no bunkers. It was just a, a basically a, yeah. top of a hill is the green. Nails it to like three feet, puts the birdie putt in and like screams at the top of his lungs. He's like, it's not a hobby, fellas. <laughs> and it's like, you want to know what? Never change. Don't, God, don't I change. love He's Kevin Kisner. He's the man. Just always be um, yourself. Speaking of things that I don't want to change, I, I know we, we try to avoid talking about it as much as possible, but we brought him up and I checked. Uh, do you know where Bryson DeChambeau sits on the FedEx Cup rankings right now? Let me go take a gander. No, I'm guess. A, oh, okay, guess. Um, I think by now he's got to be out of the top 70. So I'm going to say 93. Not even close. No? Is he in the triple digits? He is 211th right now. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which makes me so happy because we are halfway through the season right now <laughs> there are 250 registered golfers on tour folks just let 251 250 40 people below him amazing it makes Absolutely. me so happy and i hope he stays sir. there i'm gonna find a random person that we've never heard of who has more points than he does um a lot of people Curtis have you heard of Thompson? Bronson Bergon? I've never heard of Bronson. Austin Smotherman. <laughs> Yo, Zach Johnson has more points than Bryson DeChambeau. The man from Iowa himself, ZJ, has more points than Bryson DeChambeau. There's just there's not many people that are lower than him. There's not. At least there there's really no like isn't. big names. Like the only big ish name that people will know is like lee westwood is lower than him right now by 10 spots but like uh harris english is lower than him right now but those are the only two like names that people would probably know that are below him right now and it just makes me so happy this is because he's at he's at a total of 40 fedex cup points right now and scotty scheffler is at a total of 2170 it just (laughs) It just feels good. The world feels right. I I like the the golf world we're living in right now, and I hope I hope it doesn't change. You know, I I like this because yeah. you know, all things considered, I'm assuming we're still planning on going to the BMW Championship this year because it's in mm-hmm. Delaware, so it's even closer than it was last year. And also, it's going to be again the top thirty golfers in the world, which also should include Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, and Cameron Smith, and just. So good. So if, good. If we do go to the BMW, which I'm hoping we do, um, we're making the Scotty Shuffle shirts. We have to. For sure. We have to. And then also we should probably make a Truffle Shuffle shirt with Joel Damon and Harry Higgs on it. We should probably do that. I have my Truffle Shuffle <laughs> shirt. I you, will do. you do. You <laughs> do. <laughs> you think if we, you think if we, because we're, we're, he's deaf. They're both in the top 70. I'm almost positive. Yeah. There's one and there's the other. Yeah. They're both in the top 70. So. If they keep their pace where they're at now, we could find them both. 
I will do the I will do the truffle shuffle so fast. <laughs> I will truffle shuffle. Harry All Higgs is one thirty five right now, so we're gonna need Harry to pick it up a little bit. Oh, so Harry's the one out. Joel yeah. Damon, he's at sixty two. Not too shabby. Kind of close, but uh, he's on the cusp. But hey, <laughs> no, he's there. He's there, and that's what matters. Now, here's a here's a situation, and that would be uh, the absolute atrocity that was my bracket. So we're gonna. <laughs> I don't think I got more than two picks right. If I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, so. We're going to go through these brackets and we're just going to show exactly how much better Rick is than me at assessing who's good at golf. I literally only guessed who was going to win. That's literally, but that arguably is what most matters. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I mean, I did go with the number one golfer in the world. So (laughs) some people might consider that a cop-out. I would say, I don't think it's a cop-out because as we saw, Kevin Kisner was in the finals and if it was really a cop out, then would that have happened? Would it not have been Scotty and like whoever is second in the world right now? I don't even know who it is. Um, John, John Rom, John Rom, mm-hmm. who I don't even think made it out of the first round. Uh, no, I believe he won his matchup. Hold on now. Did yeah, he? no, he won. He won that, uh, that oh, okay. group one stage. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Kisner also now number 27 in the world. Good for him. Um, it's a feel good moment because I don't think he's ever been in the top 30. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So we're going to go through Rick's first. Then we're going to try to understand what I was thinking for mine. Um, so Rick obviously got the group one correct. That is John Rom. We kind of all saw that coming. It was a bit closer than I thought it was. Um, he had two points. Patrick Green, Sebastian Munoz both had one and a half points and Cameron Young had one point. Um, so he wins that group with a two and one and O record. Colin Morikawa wins group two. Like, uh, we all saw coming Rick had that year two and O right now in the first two groups, um, as he had two and a half points with two wins and a tie Sergio Garcia had one and a half points and Jason Kokrak and Robert McIntyre both had one point each moving on to group three. And Rick, if I'm not mistaken, do you go three and O right now? Where is it? Where is it? Which group are you looking at? Group three. I'm looking. Yeah, you're three and oh right now through the first three groups. Wills Altoris wants that group. Oh yeah. With uh with two points. Um he had I forget what the scoring if it was a tie thing was, uh, because Victor Hovland also had two points, but uh either way, Wills Altoris wins that group. <clears throat> better, so. And you know. As far as going 4-0, oh, my goodness. Uh, unfortunately, I don't believe you did. I don't think so. Um, no, because uh, you had Patrick Cantley winning that group, which I think most smart people would. However, Irish Wonder Boy, Seamus Power, wins group four, which is a group that I'm included not... Sung J.M. and Patrick Cantley. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I don't think anybody saw that coming. If you, if you showed me a bracket with someone who had Seamus Power winning, I'd be shocked. And yeah, my guess would have been it was just somebody who was like, oh, he's from Ireland and picked him, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was around St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, exactly. All the Irish pride there. Uh, group five clearly got that one right. Scotty Scheffler, you're currently sitting at four and one through five groups. You're looking good, kid. You're looking good. Um, all righty. And we got group six, which is uh, the group with Kevin Kisner, 
Uh, did you have Kiz winning that? Group? I did not. I had JT winning. Ah, you had JT. Now, Kevin Kisner wins that group clearly 3 0 and 0. Full three points out of him. Absolutely dominating performance yeah. in the group stages. This one, no one saw coming, I don't think, at least. Group seven, Takumi Kanaya winning that group. And that's a group that included Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, and Lucas Herbert. What group was that? Group seven. I'm trying to find it. I don't even. This is the one with Xander in it to help you out. Why can't I not find it? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Takumi Kanaya wins that group and he was the lowest ranked in that group. Uh, ended up good with a two and one record. So good. Oh for him. yeah. That's I had holiday Herbert winning that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, Group eight, DJ getting the win. I don't believe you had DJ moving on, if I'm not Did mistaken. Not have DJ moving on. This whole bracket being out of order. Thing I had Max Homo in that group. Yeah, Max Homo unfortunately finishing third in the group. DJ clean sweep in the group stage. Um, Canadian Wonder Boy Mackenzie Hughes two one in record. So you know that's something to I guess hang your hat on. Yeah. Um, group nine. Richard Bland getting the win, two and a half points, beating Bryson Shambo, Lee Westwood, and Taylor Gooch. Which is actually more impressive than it sounds because Taylor Gooch, like we said, is in the top 10. In I had Taylor Gooch win in that yeah. one. I believe I did too, if I'm not mistaken. So I got um, I got that that whole matchup wrong because I had Taylor Gooch and Max Homa facing oh, off yeah. after that. Yeah. Not great. Um, group 10. Corey Connors getting the win there. You had Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. Yeah, I did have Louis Oosthuizen. Um, but Corey Connors gets the win. Uh, Corey Connors playing some really good golf recently. Am I yeah. losing my mind? Um, would be cool because I I know he's playing in the Valero Texas Open, so there's a chance there. Um, group eleven. Adam Scott getting the W. I had Justin Rose if I remember correctly. Uh, he ends up beating Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, and Keegan Bradley. Um, who was kind of a pseudo uh, star with uh, his what? How long do you take four minutes to read a uh, a four foot putt or something like Kirk that? Keegan, yeah, yeah, it was a while. I had him. What was that? that? I had I had faith in the underdog of that group. I don't know, and then he still missed it. He still missed the putt. <laughs> still, it was Super like relatable. how long? How Super long? Relatable. Is it take? <laughs> I don't know if it's relatable because we never take that long to read a putt. We're going to make it or we're not going to make it. You know? Yeah, but reading the putt and then just completely missing it. Yeah, been there. That part is thousands of times, it feels like. Uh, group 12, Billy Horschel gets the win, unfortunately, uh, beating Thomas Peters, Min Woo Lee, and Tom Hoagie. Um, I was kind of pulling for Tom, but he went 0-2-1. It was yeah, a tough not look a great showing from Tom. No, but I, I maybe just match play is in his format. Um, group 13, Tyrrell Hatton getting it done. A three zero and zero record out of Tyrrell, beating Siwoo Kim, Daniel Berger, and Christian Bizenhut. I think that's how you pronounce that, right? Uh, I don't remember to be completely honest with you. That's one of those names that I just I don't think I'll ever pronounce right. Yeah, Ustazen we can pronounce because we've joked about it for so much, and we actually know how to pronounce it because we on purpose mispronounce it because it's fun. Yes. Um, this one I'm just gonna go with Bizenhut. And called it there, uh, but he came he in last. Anyway, so. Yeah, the O three and O record. We don't even have to talk about you. You got not one point. Um, group fourteen, Kevin Na, which I believe I had winning. Um, I think you beating, did have Kevin Na winning. Yeah, beating Maverick McNeely, Joaquin Neiman, and Russell Henley. 
Uh, Kevin Nye with a 2-0-1 record, two and a half points. Group 15, Abraham Answer getting the W. I believe you had him, if I'm correct. I think so. Where did he go? No, you yeah. had uh, you had Brian Harmon. Ah, yeah. Your heart was Harmon. in the right place. Your heart was in the right place. I love uh, Brian but, Harmon. Uh, yeah, just, you know, one of those guys that you just really want to, like, be successful. I but think it's just... partially because he's short. Yeah. You, you just want to like the short <laughs> guys, you know? Because it's like you got these huge, tall athletes, and then you got, like, JT and Brian Harmon, and it's like, hey, guys. <laughs> you know? Um, Abraham answer beating Bubba Watson, Webb Simpson, and Brian Harmon. That's not a group to to scoff at either. That's a big. I mean, Bubba Watson's won here answer. before. Oh yeah, Bubba he loves match does play, really man. well in these loves formats. Match yeah, play. yeah. Uh, and then the last group, Group 16, Brooks Kepka getting the win, three zero and zero for three points, beating HV three, my champion Shane Lowry and uh, <laughs> Eric Van Royen. Uh, when the guy you have winning the tournament doesn't make it out of the groove stage, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's, tough. It's, it's, tough. Not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, all right, let's get to the rest of Rick's bracket here. Um, so obviously Rick's bracket's blown up. Um, the two count them two winners that I had chosen correctly. We already talked about just then. Don't really feel like we need to go through that again. So. <laughs> So let's get into who won the round of 16, what the matchups were, then the quarterfinals, semifinals, and, of course, the finals. Abraham Answer versus Colin Morikawa. Abraham Answer not only won, but absolutely beat the brakes off of Colin Morikawa, <laughs> winning seven and six. Yeah, it's tough. What it's tough happened? For Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you lost on hole 11. I know. He's just... You barely what? got off the front nine. I, I don't know. It doesn't get much worse than that. Like <laughs> It really doesn't, man. The only time I believe it got worse is what did Tiger beat that one guy? Wasn't it nine and eight? Something like I that. I think it was nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's the worst I've heard of. Yeah. And Colin, you came close. Yeah. You, <laughs> you to Abraham answer close. too. Like you're supposed to be the guy. Like, yeah. Everybody's hey, waiting you know, on you to win two majors this year, and you just get beat seven and six. He didn't get beat. He got demolished. <laughs> Abraham Answer chose violence, <laughs> and he was like, we're, we're doing this now. Um, and then the next one, Takumi Kanaya and Corey Connors. Corey Connors getting the win five and three. Um, Corey Connors played exceptionally well in this match play, making it all the way to the uh, semifinals. Um, just that's really cool because he's been playing really good golf and going into the Valero, which I believe if I'm not mistaken, he's won before. Um, yes, he won in 2019. Get on a hot streak at a course that you've won when you have a chance to make it into the masters. Go get Do it. it. Yep. Go get it, Corey. I mean, that, that whole part of my bracket is just destroyed. Oh yeah, you and, you and me. I didn't have any of those guys in no, there. Neither did I. Neither did I. So uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> um, Adam Scott versus Kevin Kisner. We obviously know the outcome of that one. Kevin Kisner only won one up though, so I came down to the wire there for a little yeah. bit. Um, Will Zalatoris and Kevin Na. This one uh, was won by one up, and it took twenty-two holes to get it done. Jeez. By Will Zalatoris. Talk about a marathon. Yeah. I mean, it was a really tight matchup, especially when you look at their rankings in the whole thing, 24 and 25. Yeah. 
The, I mean, that's exactly about what you would expect. Exactly what you would expect. Uh, same game almost the entire day, just just grinding with each other for 22 holes. That's nuts. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, Seamus Power. Boy, Tyrrell got outmatched by the 42nd ranked player, Seamus Power, four and three. He saw Shane Lowry not winning that group when he went, I got you, brother. All right, we're doing I'll this. do it for Ireland. I'm going to do it for Ireland and just beat the brakes off Tyrrell Hatton. Poor Tyrrell Hatton. You know, sometimes I feel for him because he plays really good golf. It's just he can never close. Yeah. He can't get it done. And it just always seems to, like, blow up in his face. And, you know, like, you want to feel bad for him, but also he throws temper tantrums. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? Um, next one, Scotty Scheffler v. Billy Horschel. We obviously know how this Easy. one worked out. One up, though, so maybe not so easy. Billy Horschel gave him a little easy. bit of a test. A little bit of a test there, a little bit of a test. Easy. <laughs> easy. What do you mean? wasn't even sweating. Just toying with him. One up. Scotty wasn't even sweating. Nah, he, was, he wasn't even worried about it. Uh, Richard Bland and Dustin Johnson. This one just already sounds like it's going to go poorly. This one it also not, sounds like yeah. another seven and six. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's not, though. Only a three and two. DJ winning against Richard. I mean, that's still, that's still pretty. Uh, it's bad, but it's not seven yeah. and six. You know, it's true. It, it's give, give and take like three and two, you don't want to lose by. But when you look at how the, the day has shaken out and somebody else lost seven and six, you feel yeah. all right. You're like, you know, what? I feel okay. Not a bad day. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about this. I feel good about this. And the last group of 16, John Rom versus Brooks Kepka took 19 holes. But Brooksy gets it done, beating the at the time world number one. And, no and, longer you know, world number one. No longer world number one. And I'll tell you what, the Americans have John Rom's number. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Say it now. I got him figured out. I mean, good luck in the next, I don't know, 10 Ryder Cups. It is the United States. I mean, <laughs> you're done. You got nothing. I mean, the issue, yeah, but- the issue with the Ryder Cup is he's all they have. That is true. So all you got to do is just make sure whoever's hot is on him that day, and then you're pretty much good to go. No, you don't even need to go with whoever's hot. Just always choose Scotty. Scotty is John Rahm's Grim Reaper. Yeah, he's his kryptonite. It is. It, 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 that is the kryptonite. John Rahm could go back to being incredible, world number one, whatever. Ryder Cup time, he takes that tee box on Sunday versus Scotty Scheffler, shits his pants. Yeah, I mean, that the Scotty Shuffle just – uh. The Scotty Shuffle gets it done. It throws yeah. everybody off. Everybody's Span- scared. Spaniards can't handle the Scotty Shuffle. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> Spaniards can't handle the Scotty Shuffle. They might have a salsa. They might think that they're, you know, dancing's elite. Not the Scotty Shuffle. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not, not on American soil. Not from Ridgewood, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what the, i feel like we have to make t-shirts now i feel like this, I feel like this is a must right like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna get somebody working on that that's gonna happen now um all right we move into the quarterfinals matchup number one from the clouds abraham answer and Corey connors from yeah, the not, heavens not who, really uh something anyone really expected i don't think who would it's the 15 and the 36 seed and the two groups they came from were tough yeah, no, <laughs> like they didn't beat nobodies to get here. I mean, Abraham answer just beat the brakes off Colin Morikawa. 
Like that's how tough his road was. Yeah, and and unfortunately smacked around in the face by uh, Corey Connors. Yeah. Unfortunately it showed Corey Connors winning. Used all his lives. energy. He did. I mean, he's, he Used got all his energy excited. to take down Colin. Yeah. He, he went full super Saiyan to beat Colin Morikawa and then just had nothing left. For those of you that are wondering, that's a Dragon Ball Z reference. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, all right. Next group. <laughs> Kevin Kisner and Will hey, Um You know, Will, he had a great run, 22 holes against Kevin Na, another guy that might have emptied the tank a little bit too early. He's still, uh, he's still young. He's he got a lot still, to learn. He's got much to do. You know, he had that legendary run at the Masters and stuff like that. He's still, he's but a boy, you know, you gotta, you gotta believe in him. And, you know, when you take Kevin Na down to the wire like that for 22 it, holes, it, well, no, uh, probably like, the, oh, for the last one before. Yeah. 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 It's going to be hard to beat Kevin Kisner, you know, ever. What's the other thing too is, is it, it's different if you're on a Sunday and you go into like six or seven playoff holes you're done. Like you get, you yep. get a week off, you know what yep. I mean? But the quick turnaround of this event is huge. And when you have four extra holes and then you got a quick turnaround and go play the next day, another 18 holes against a guy who's won here multiple times before always makes it usually to the round of 16, at least if not mm-hmm. farther, um, an elite match play player. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you got, you got to figure it out. And then those extra four holes just are going to burn you out for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, so he loses four and three valiant effort from Will Zalatoris. Uh, I like what he had going next matchup. God, I, I feel so bad for Seamus power. Cause he had to line up against the he chef who's best. cooking. He gave, he, he gave it his best run. You know, he really, he tried losing three and two is nothing to scoff at. It's not what you want to do. Yeah. Not against Scotty, but yeah, against Scotty, who is, you know, done this whole match play situation on the biggest stage to play match play against at the time, the best golfer in the world. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And you want to know what he gave it his best go and nothing but respect for Seamus power, but you're not beating Scotty in a match play scenario. It's not happening. It, when we get to the, the final and obviously all that, I do have a question to pose to you. Um, last grouping here from the, I guess this would be the elite eight, right? You know, the elite eight. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. I guess, I, I mean, Brooks did have to take John Rahm to 19 holes down to the wire and then turn around and play a very hot DJ this last. Uh, yeah, DJ had it on for this match play. Um, ends up losing. Uh, DJ wins two up. Uh, it was a good matchup. You know, they like to golf together. They're competitive. It, it was competitive for the for the matchup. But just, you know, didn't end up going the way of Brooksy. But, hey, DJ was on fire. It was nuts. Uh, So, obviously, nothing but respect for for what Brooksy did there. We move on to the final four. This is how the final four shook out. Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler, no surprises there. Kevin Kisner, no surprise there. Corey Connors. (laughs) His and Connors is just like. You're basically just giving it to Kiz at that point. I know, I know. Like, you couldn't have matched Kiz up against DJ or somebody, you know. Yeah. I know it's how the bracket worked out, but like, dude, yeah. That's, uh, that's just good for Kiz. That's just yeah. good for Kiz as far as uh, I mean, as far as who he's playing against because right? he's gonna have a lot harder of a time against DJ or Scotty than he is against uh, Corey Connors. 
It's true. And, you know, he didn't have the easiest time against Corey Connors. He only won two up. Now, I don't know if he was just like taking it easy or something like that. But, uh, you know, two up. Good on you, Corey. I mean, Kevin Kisner is like literally one of the most elite match play players in the world. Yeah. You, you took him all the way to having to make him win two up. So good on you, Corey. But uh, Kevin Kisner ends up getting the win there, as we know, anyways. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, Scotty getting the job done three and one. Um, you, you just, it felt like nobody was going to beat Scotty at this point. Uh, Cause even DJ during this very match made a historic like run at it. Cause he was down six up at one point. Yeah. Came back to pull it to one. And you know, Scotty was like, well, this is why, you know, the PGA Tour is not a cakewalk. He turned it back on and got the job done. Um, it just really felt like Scotty was never going to be out of it and was never going to lose that matchup. That's exactly what happened. Um, but good on DJ for taking it all the way there. I'd like to point out my frustration real quick with the PGA Tour. Sure. The fact that Paul Casey got zero points this week and still walked away with 41K uh, <laughs> kind of bothers me. Not going to lie. <laughs> my man didn't do anything. <laughs> He was high. He even get a tie. My man made damn near my yearly salary for not doing by not doing anything at all. By not doing anything, <laughs> literally did nothing. He didn't even tie. Um, Scotty Scheffler's got to be like the richest man in golf right now. Brought home two point one mil sure. from this week. I mean, come on, this is not. He's rolling in money. Could you imagine if his, he does? His win girlfriend came year? up to him after he won, and she was just crying. And I'm telling you right now, there's a zero percent chance that was because she was happy for him. She is so excited <laughs> about all this money that they have right now. That's a money smile right there. I can see it. That's a money smile. They were wearing matching pink, by the way. Please don't cute. leave me ever. <laughs> <laughs> Are they just a uh, girlfriend and boyfriend? Are they engaged? I, yeah, I know? think they're. I think they're just dating. I don't think they're married. Is she also from Ridge, Ridgewood, New Jersey? Is she a good New Jersey girl, Scotty? I'm not sure. She better be. I swear to God, we're not crossing bloodlines right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the final. I mean, kids, good try. Not enough. Not enough. Scotty Scheffler, four and three against like we've said arguably one of the best match play players oh they are married they are married okay yes so. they got married on december 4th 2001 at least that's when he posted about it on his instagram 2001 not 2001 2021 i was like dude he's tw- he's 25 <laughs> he got he's married our age. <laughs> uh yeah no they are married um so i guess you can't leave her otherwise he's gonna owe her half his half his life yeah, I, I hope he signed that prenup. I'm looking through his Instagram right now, though. And February 15th, he posted a picture with him, his caddy, and his wife. And he said, overwhelmed at getting my first PGA Tour win. That was a month ago. <laughs> this is and then at the end of that post, ridiculous. he says, let's do it again. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, Scotty. Let's do it again, shall we? Let's do it actually a handful of times. Let's just keep going. <laughs> like, let's just not stop. Never stop winning. Huh? Let's, let's, let's take this train to world number one. How about it, Scotty? Um, yeah. Scotty Scheffler wins four and three over Kevin Kisner. And now, Rick, I have a question to post to you. With Scotty Scheffler's match play record as it is now, beating John Rahm on the worldwide stage of the Ryder Cup on Sunday, beating Kevin Kisner, at the Dell match play, four and three. 
Is Scotty Scheffler now in the realm of guys you consider elite match play players? Uh, I think he has to prove it a, a few more times. I mean, obviously what he's done so far is great, but oh, yeah. I feel like the sample size is still a little bit small. Um, I'm sending you this picture right now That's from awesome. our Instagram to your personal Instagram because that's just what I'm on right now. Look at DJ's forearm in this picture. Oh, my, it's rippled. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I mean, DJ is just a monster. <laughs> He's uh, an absolute animal. It doesn't make it doesn't shock me that uh, he is the one that was chosen by one of the greatest hockey players of all time to marry. <laughs> Not a shock to me. That's an athlete. That um, is an athlete. If your daughter's yeah. going to procreate, that's think, the guy. I think if Scotty would have closed it out and not let DJ almost come back and beat him, then we might be able to have a little bit more serious conversation of how good of a match play uh, golfer he is. But, I mean, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely on his way to being there for sure. Yeah, I think he's a great match play player right now. If he has the same performance in the next Ryder Cup and the next Dell match play, we're I mean, we're looking at considering him an elite yeah. match play, like a, like an every year Ryder Cup guy just because yeah. of his match play. I mean, he's going to be there for a few years to come just because of how well he's playing right now. Which is true. Uh, but, you know, also you feel bad for kids because he's only ever been on the Ryder Cup team once. And because he's so good at the match play, that's why I think that's why he made the team that one yeah. time and just wasn't returned. I mean, and I we think, talked about I think it. Kizzle, I think kids will be on the next team because it's going to be ZJ. Yeah. As the captain. Yeah, and I think agreed. ZJ is one of those guys like ZJ is the perfect captain to pick kids because for sure ZJ did his thing. He won two majors and now nobody talks about him. So I feel like he's he kind of he's gonna kind of feel a little bit for Kiz like Kiz oh yeah Kiz shows up Kiz Kiz wins money he doesn't oh, necessarily yeah. win every week but he, he wins money. to win every week to be a good golfer and he's always up in the match plays mm-hmm. um, so I think if Kevin Kisner has any chance of making the Ryder Cup before he retires it's this year I think after this year though he's gonna be he's gonna be in a tough spot I'm or the so next happy. Ryder Cup year not this year but. Yeah, no, it's what, 2023? Yeah, 2023. I'm so happy that we are talking about the Ryder Cup right now in March of 2022. This is just, <laughs> it, it warms my heart, you know? A year I've, before. I've, I've, got, I've got you on this bandwagon, and that's all I need. That's all I need. That was, this is perfect. Um, but Scotty Scheffler doing the job, getting it done, world number one, FedEx Cup points number one, number one in our hearts, number one from Ridgewood, New Jersey. <laughs> Number one in earnings for the year. <laughs> number one in earnings for the year. Probably that that number might stand. I don't. I if he wins the FedEx Cup, that number is going to stand. Can you imagine coming into the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two, as Scotty Scheffler, who you know isn't like by any means like a lowly golfer. He's got his you know advertise not his advertisement. He's got his sponsorships. He's made his money. He's just never won on tour. To now winning three times, being ranked number one in the world, and having a good lead in the uh, the FedEx Cup points, heading into the Masters. That's your. That's your. It, there's been three months. That's that's it. And actually, this has only happened since the middle of February. A month and a half has passed. And you've lived an entire like season of golf, maybe two for some guys. Do you want to hear something crazy? I would love to. Scotty Scheffler 
has 75 career events played. Okay. Okay. His career earnings are $14.9 million over those 75 events. That's nuts. All right. This year, Scotty Scheffler has played 12 events. Would you like to guess how much of his career earnings of $14.9 million he's earned this year in 12 events? I'm going to say 10. 10%? 10 mil. 10 mil? No, not quite 10. Okay. Um, what is it? About half. Half. Yes. He has won half his career earnings. So in his, in a month in and his, first, in his first 63 events, he won about $7 million. In his That's last still 12, amounts of money he's also it. won $7.3 million. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, you know what they say? Spaniards can't handle the Scottish Shuffle. You <laughs> know? <laughs> Yeah. Throw it in a hashtag. Throw it in a hashtag. Spaniards can't handle it, man. They cannot. They got the, they got their salsas. They think they're fancy. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I, if anyone steals that, we're gonna have some problems. I know people are listen to this podcast because about yeah. a year ago, I made a comment about how baseball could be more interesting if fans could catch foul balls, and then it just happened. That's happened this past now. week. That's happened. Um, so I'm really mad about that, actually. Now it is end. It is independent league baseball, yeah. so it's not like but the here's national the thing, stage. Is that was my idea? That was your idea. So I'm angry. I'm I'm wondering if this is an anomaly we should keep track of. Is how many ideas you have that you put out into the world very innocuously, like or we collectively conversation. come up with, right? And how many times it ends up happening, and we're like, now, now wait a minute. Yeah. Someone important is listening to our podcast. I don't know who it is. It might be Elon Musk, but somebody could important, be. important is listening. Could be Jeffrey Bezos. Who knows? Who knows? Whoever is listening right now, do not steal my idea of the Scotty Shuffle. I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to copyright his, that. I know people make comments about his footwork all the time, but no one's ever referred to it as the Scotty Shuffle, so that is mine. Which does seem criminal, by the way. That Nobody has thought of that. Yeah. Like, how is that not a thing? I've never heard anyone refer to it, so I'm claiming it is mine. That's crazy. When we make these t-shirts, because he's sponsored by Nike, should we do the Scotty shuffle in, like, the Nike, like, uh, font with the period on the end and then the picture of him, like, kind of doing his little thing? We can do him doing the little thing in the swoosh. Yo. Copyrighted. Copyrighted. Stop, Stop it. Steal it. Stop it. No one. Don't want to move. <laughs> Cut it. Cut the podcast. We're talking about it off camera. Cut the, Cut the episode. There's none of this anymore. We got to record a new one. Cut. <laughs> be so oh, mad if I see God. that t-shirt in a week and a half. That's going to be so infuriating if that's what happens. Um, so all right. Mad. So let's get down to business as far as what is to come. From the PGA Tour. Uh, we did. We took you through the WGC Dell match play. We took up a lot of your time talking about it. So I'm assuming nobody else wants to hear some more. But let's talk about that Valero Texas Open. Now, it's not that big of a tournament. We know. However, it does come with some pretty high implications. Considering it is the last tournament that's PGA sanctioned of the year before the Masters. Which, by the way, is in two weeks now. Um so quick, which means the winner actually gets their ticket to the Masters when they might not have had a shot 
except for the Valero Texas Open. Last year's winner beating Jordan Spieth for the first time since 2017. 2019 winner Corey Connors. So some guys, some full-blown guys have won this tournament. However, this year's field, not super deep by any means. Um, there are some guys that we that we know. You know, Abraham Answers back. Uh, you got uh, Keegan Bradley. You got your Cameron Champ, your Corey Connors. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is playing again. I think he's trying to get that ticket to the Masters. Um, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Dylan Fratelli. Um, who else do we have here? Harry Higgs. Be huge. That would be so cool. Um, ZJ, the man, the captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Um, Matt Kuchar, Pat Perez, KH Lee, Luke List. There are some guys that are playing in this, but it's not really that big of a tournament by any means. The guys that like have their tickets for the Masters are not playing because they they're already trying to gear up for the Masters. Yeah, they're already they're already prepping. The guys who are like, and eh, it's just not a, a place I like to play. They're they're not playing it. So it comes with some implications, but it's a relatively thin field. So we have the opportunity to see one of these lesser known guys make it into the masters, which is something that we love to see as, you know, players or not players uh, as, as watchers, because it's just cool seeing mm-hmm. a guy that literally had no chance of making it on the masters wins the Valero Texas open the week before and gets to travel to Augusta. That's a story that we all know and love. Um, so I want to ask you, Rick, cause there's no power rankings right now. Cause I guess, Rob Bolton has just decided to be bad at his job now. He's on vacation or whatever. He's always Um, been bad at his job. That's true. That's true. But now he's just being bad at his job late, which is not cool at all. (laughs) Um, You're going to be bad, at least be bad on time. Yeah. Like, if you could just make it bad punctually, that'd be cool. It's like when you're golfing. If you're going to be bad at golf, just be bad quick. Right. Don't be bad and take 10 hours. Totally agree with you, my man. Uh, So I'm going to ask you. Who do you want to see win the Valero Texas Open? Part of me wants to say Ricky, but Ricky part of me Fowler. also doesn't. But part of me also doesn't want to see the orange popsicle on Sunday. Oh, that's true. Um, I also don't think he would make it to that point, but like, I don't think he would either. But I really wouldn't want to see it if he just wore other colors. Ricky, I want to like. I want to like you so bad. I do. But if you keep wearing neon orange, I don't know if I can. And I don't think I should be blamed for this. I think I think Ricky just needs to get to a Sunday. And then I think he just needs to wear like gray, like gray pants. And like, even if he wants to go with like a purple or like a mint kind of color shirt, like something like that, where it's like a little pop of color, but like, you're not being sure, super obnoxious sure. about it, but if I see if I have to see Ricky Fowler on Sunday at the Valero Texas Open, I'm probably going to root against him if he's wearing <laughs> orange. Um, if he's wearing any other color, go Ricky. But like I just I I can't stand to see that two weeks in a row of him can't wearing the creamsicle again. We've had a good amount of time where we haven't had to see it, thankfully, and hopefully that makes him not want to do it if he ever gets put in that situation again. True. I would True. also like to see Harry Higgs win, though, obviously. For sure. So you're between you're between Ricky Fowler and Harry Higgs, but mostly Harry Higgs, I'm assuming. Yeah, if, if Ricky decides not to wear a creamsicle, then yes. If not, then Harry all the way. I like it. I like it. Rick, I'm looking at this list right now. 
of headshots. And I'm seeing some absolutely sick mustaches. Just some beautiful upper lip carpets going on here. And I'm going to go with Patton Kazire because that man's got just the best mustache in this field. And I swear to everything holy, if he shows up to this tournament and has shaved it, I'm going scorched earth. Is it a mustache that you can copy? Oh, or is sure. it like yeah? I could de- I could definitely copy that mustache. It's not like a fancy. He, I think one. if he wins, you should copy it for Masters Week. Oh, and so if he wins, if Patton Kazire wins, I will go full mustache for the Masters. I think you should. I will. Okay, got to win, obviously. But uh, yes, if, if Patton Kazire is in the Masters, you have to copy his mustache. Absolutely, I could do that. Easy. Cool. His beard's not hard to grow back. We're fine. <laughs> I'm talking a big game uh, for something that I'm going to like be supporting, but at the same time, I'd be like, mm-hmm, but I want to have a mustache. I'm going to be like, please lose by a million. <laughs> Get my stress over with on Thursday. <laughs> if he, can you imagine if he wins? I'll be so and happy. I have to explain to Ellie why I have to shave and have a mustache. Don't explain it. Just do it. Just do it. I have no explanation. Tell her she has to listen to our episode in order to understand. You're not going to explain it to her. And then she'll just never know because she'll never know. She'll never know why I did it. (laughs) Always in just in the not know. That was dumb. I don't know what that was. (laughs) That's. That was made up. <laughs> that was that wasn't a term. That's not something that happens. Um, all righty. Well, we're in the two-man scramble segment of the show. Unless you have any other pressing golf news, my friend. Nope. So we have a question posed. If you were to break any Guinness World Record, what's your dream record break? Most amount. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Most amount of mozzarella sticks eaten in an hour. Yes. <laughs> you would get so sick though after. So oh my sick. god. How you about we do so how about sick. we do five minutes? Five in five minutes. Now that I can get you could house some mozzarella sticks. You go yeah. three, four at a time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You just can't is the problem is is like with the mozzarella cheese being stringy, you don't want to choke on it. I'm pretty good at, at like, like I can, I, so I used to do the Advocare obviously. And those right. pills that I had to take, you remember how big those things were? Those things were horse pills. Yeah. Like I could swallow all four of them at once. So like, I feel like as long as I have some water, which is always, I'd, good. I'd be okay. Now, what um, if the caveat was waterless? I might need some extra marinara sauce. Marinara. So I could drink that. Would you like a Bloody Mary? (laughs) No, I don't want a Bloody Mary. If I'm choking on mozzarella sticks, do not hand me a Bloody Mary. I will die. (laughs) That will be my choice. (laughs) I choose. I choose death over Bloody Marys. I don't even know what to name this episode anymore. There's there's too many sound bites. Um, So you're going with mozzarella sticks eaten in five minutes. I like it. I like it a lot. So what I'm going to go with is um, amount of hours of uh, laying in a bed. 
Okay. And doing nothing. Because I think I could probably go two days just laying in bed. I, I, I think, honest I to think God, you're think you're going to need to go farther than that. <clears throat> you think I need more than is, is that an actual record? That's a thing. We, we came up with these off the top of our brains. We don't even know if I'm looking it up right now. These. Um, I'll look up the mozzarella. Stick new right. record from two young men from some, this, some country and a woman from another country um, on August 25th. Um, some lady managed to lay down for 117 hours. Now, what for was those that? that Did so you that, say for 117 hours? So for those that go by hours? days, that would be just under five days straight of laying down. Dear Lord. I would go you know, for it, though. I would go for it. If I, if I was able to pee in a bottle... I'd definitely be able to do this. Now, yeah, what do they do about eating in bathroom? Did somebody have to help you? I don't know. Interesting. I guess right, you Rick. just like have MREs with you. Yeah, for, maybe for something along those future lines. And a few to, gallons of water. Assume. Right. And then just pee in a bucket. A few, or something. few, few gallons of Bloody Mary. Get me through it. <laughs> Uh, Rick, I looked it up, and uh, I am not seeing an official Guinness World Record for amount of mozzarella sticks eaten in five minutes. Here are some of the cheese-related records. Oh, am- perfect. Here we go. I'm breaking some records. Paul Malia named 45 cheeses in 10 seconds. Well, that I can't do. That's a lot of cheeses to name in 10 seconds. I don't even Can we know. talk about that? Cheeses. That's nuts. I don't even know 45. Um, here's one of my personal favorites. Um any eating related ones? <laughs> no, well, we'll get to the eating related ones. This one's okay. This one's my favorite though. This record was set as part of Toyota Prius Records, a two day event streamed live on the internet in a forty eight hour period. Um, world record officials adjudic- adjudicated two hundred Prius related world records. This was the most records ever documented in a forty eight hour period. A world record in itself. The event took place in Los Angeles, California, March 30th and 31st, 2011. Most slices of Swiss cheese applied to one's face in a Prius. That's a record. Somebody How many slices? owns that. Um, How many slices? 23. Just applied to the face? How, how Just do you, applied mean? to the face. How does it mean applied to the face? Because I could definitely it, stack it more means than 23 pieces his, of cheese on my His face. face is leaning back, and they're putting it on his face. Only 23? Yeah, but once the first one falls, like, the, the time's done. So it's got to it's be delicate after a certain amount. Yeah, I think I feel like I feel like if, <clears throat> if I'm laying back, though. But you are in a priest. You got to remember, like, that. you said it's Swiss? It's Swiss. Okay, so, like, if I put one with the hole on my nose. Right. That's a good flat side. surface. That's a good flat yeah. surface. And then I go like one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm already at seven. Right. And then you kind of just like pyramid it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now, but now you're more relying on your stackers than you are the person whose face is on the line here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of want to try it. <laughs> 23 just doesn't sound like a lot. Here's a good one. <clears throat> John Gardner holds the official um record for um 
how fast he ate a cheese slice. 8.87 seconds to eat a slice. No, this is the slowest time to eat a slice of cheese recorded. Oh, okay. 8.87 seconds. I wonder what the requirements are on that. I believe the requirement is you have to keep biting. Interesting. But I feel like you could take way more time. Yeah, I feel like you definitely could. All right, let's see. Um, fastest time to eat a double quarter pounder with cheese. 25.22 seconds. No way. Apparently. That's the one from McDonald's, right? Yeah. This uh, record was broken in Australia. A double quarter pounder. With cheese and all fixings. No shot it takes me 25 seconds to eat that. Do I get a drink? Um, Doesn't look like it says whether he had a drink or not. Because if we get a drink, then that's not even close. Oh, here we go. We could do this one. Most craft American cheese slices eaten in three minutes by two individuals. How much? 46. Easy. Easy. Easy I'm not going to poop for days. But <laughs> and how how many how long was it? 3 minutes. 3 minutes. Said? 3 minutes 46. That's you get 23 3 minutes. That's 23. Yeah, dude, I eat cheese like it's my job. I can I could probably eat 3 at a time. That cuts down everything. Yeah. I mean, then you only need to do that 8 times in 3 minutes. Easy. Eat light work. <laughs> light work. Now we're going to get so sick if we do it. But um so these are all the cheese-related records for those that was wondering. Um, <laughs> Rick, unless you have any other golf-related news, this will do it for this episode. No, I kind of want to break some records, though. I feel like I can <laughs> definitely do it. I feel like you might. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. As always, thank you so much for listening to our We Think It's a Golf podcast, but who the hell knows at this point? But thank you for listening and supporting us. And uh, if you guys you know, respond to us on uh, Instagram, which is at from the tips underscore pod, hit the follow button. DM us if you think the Scotty Shuffle shirt is something that would be cool. Let us know. We'll we'll get that going. We'll we'll do it. I mean, I think we're we'll, going to do it anyway. We'll in but contact with do more people. than just two. You know, yeah. we can make this happen. We can t- contact people we know. You know, because yeah. uh, what what's a what's it like custom? No, what is it? Custom um, magic? No, <laughs> no. Um, well, yeah, actually, I was going to say the ink. Whatever. Custom ink. Custom, custom ink. Yes, thank you. No, we'll, go, yeah, through, yeah, we'll yeah. go through a small business custom. Yeah, custom we, we support the small businesses here. Speaking of custom magic, go ahead and uh, if you're a Disney person, go to listen to Spill the D. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and we out. Thanks, guys. See you later.